Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallmafs. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you feel like my hello was weary and sounded heavy, it is, guys. Guys, it has been something this past couple of days. As you might have seen on our social media, we tried to record. Technology wasn't on our side. We recorded all over again, repeated our thoughts all over again, once again. Recordings nowhere to be found. Then we tried again. We were supposed to record like hours ago and other stuff popped up. And Ada was like, this is a sign. We're not meant to have an episode this week. Oh my God, it's going to be like three weeks if we don't do anything this week. But honestly, guys, you guys have been the best. Thank you so much for being understanding. (laughs) And also thank you for being like, uh, we really like your show. We're going to miss it. And I I think that's what allowed uh, Tane to power us through because I was ready to give up. (laughs) Aiden's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. She had like a hair appointment and the person wanted to talk about maps and Aiden's like, no. (laughs) I'm just talked out. <laughs> but Tane was like, no, we, we have to do it for the people. You guys, we're on completely new technology today because we're like, we have to do it for the people. And God knows, like, after recording, and I told her, if we record this and this doesn't work again, it wasn't meant to be, guys. It just wasn't, wasn't meant, to meant to be. But um, before we get into episode 11, do we have anything to share with the people, Aid? Guys, it would be three weeks because next week they are doing the journey so far with our good friend Kevin Frazier. 
So we will have that on Patreon next week. And then the next regular episode will be the week after that. Tane, what have the old people been up to on social media? Well, what have the old people been to? We didn't get to discuss this because we were out last time, but um, Mash Fan um, had something up in her stories about maybe we might have a shakeup next season with the experts. Looks like they might be replacing somebody and looks like it'll be Dr. Viviana. How do we feel about this, Aid? I, I don't actually want to see Dr. Viviana go. If a th- group of three people don't appear to be doing their jobs right now, then shouldn't we just add someone else to help them out? <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before and we were in favor of adding someone. Personally, I think someone that should be on call, that would be the person. It'll be in their contract. Wherever these people go, you go. They go on a ranch, you go on standby. And anything pops up, you pop up. So, you know, I don't mind a shakeup, Aid. I got to tell you. I'm just like, if things are the way they've been the last few seasons, I'm all for a shakeup. I don't know who I want to leave, but I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't want Pastor Kyle to leave. I don't feel that strongly about any of the experts, but they are um, a familiar comfort, if you will. They're like yeah. trees. Don't move, do much, but they're always there and you get used to seeing them. Someone chops down the tree. You're like, oh, where did the tree go? <laughs> um, Our old couples, AJ and Steph, you know, we mentioned earlier how they have different people, past people from maps, um, reviewing each episode on people.com. And this week was AJ and Steph and AJ did not hold back on how he felt about Olajuwon. He is not a fan. I don't think wow. he's a fan <laughs> of Olajuwon. Not even me, even though I was, uh, you know, on his side earlier in the season. But yeah. I didn't know that AJ went off on Olajuwon. Yeah, he put in his stories and was just like, I didn't sound... I, he's pretty outspoken anyways. So, yeah, he's not a fan. Um, Rachel from Houston is in Mexico enjoying time with her family. Miles broke his social media fast to let us know that he's become a principal. Yay, Miles. Congratulations. Yay for Miles. Love to see black men in education and leadership positions. (laughs) Katie from the DC season announced her pregnancy. She is having a baby. Congratulations to her. Demon. Good for her. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So part of why we didn't record last time was because I took a trip to Nashville just to relax and take a break from everything. And Danielle, who was one half of Danielle and Cody from the Chicago season, you guys on our Patreon might remember, we just covered, uh, did a recap of the season. She moved to Nashville and I was, you know, low-key hoping, oh, maybe I run into her and ask her something. No, I did not run into her. The likelihood was very low. But she was asked um, if she would do maths again. And it reminded me of the tour guide. We're taking a tour in Nashville and the tour guide was like, oh, um, do you know that show Married at First Sight? And I got on my high horse and was like, do I? Well, <laughs> I know maps. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it was funny that, you know, he asked that and she's like, no, she wouldn't do it again. But somebody did ask her if she's friends with Cody and she's like, Cody, who? She says, just kidding. But she's like, she would be if he wanted to, but Hope he's well. She has no idea how he's doing. And that is something. You're married to someone for a while and now you don't know how they're doing. (laughs) That's life. 
that's life. It happens in maths. It happens in regular life. You wake up, you're <laughs> like, I don't know where they are. I don't know if they have kids. I don't know what's going on with them. <laughs> um, Gil, I don't know whether he read the book or he's promoting Dr. Viviana's book, but he had the book, read her book, The Four Intimacy Styles, and was telling everyone to read it. And she said, thank you. So again, don't know if he's just reading it on his own or if he was promoting it for her. But you know, this man is leaning heavily into the influencer type thing. And the only thing I think I think he's endorsing is the tequila. But other than that, I don't know anything else he's promoting. But good for him, I guess. It's just, yeah. <laughs> when you go, I'm not, the funny thing is, is Gil didn't say, I guess, these things. But when you just talk about how you're just a regular person and your wife is so bougie and da 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 da, and then afterwards you follow up trying to become an influencer, it's 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 incongruent. I mean, yeah, you're right. He's the one that was saying, you know, money doesn't mean anything to me. I'm comfortable and that. Okay, so then why did you get the red bottoms and all that stuff? But anyways, um, the last thing is not really like a social media thing. A friend of mine just watched the show for the first time and you know asked me, is Elijah one Nigerian? And I think we just said, yes, he was because of something that was said on the show. But then I thought about it. Um, when Katina's mom asked about his name, he was like, she asked who gave you that name. And she said, he said, my mom. And then he said, it's Nigerian. He never actually said he's Nigerian. We know he goes by the last name Dickerson, which turns out to be his mom's last name. And I just Googled. I don't know why I never Googled. His dad's name is Holy Edmonds. And it looks like his dad passed away in 2008 and so i don't think he's nigerian they probably like eight said when we started were a fan of the basketball player olajuwon hakeem olajuwon and what i found interesting or the point of my story is it's interesting how olajuwon is able to keep his family history separate from the show coming from a season last season where everyone spoke about the loss of their parents and it was like heavy on the storyline and giving the the behavior that we're seeing from Olajuwon, it seems like his childhood would be very important. We haven't seen his brother since the first episode. We haven't seen his mom. Like they had the choice not to even show us the picture, but we saw the picture and she was blurred out. He doesn't talk about his dad. He doesn't talk about if his dad was in his life, if his dad was alive. Like it's just absolutely nothing. And that's pretty interesting to me. I think it's such a producer choice because I don't trust them. I'm like, maybe he is talking about these things. But I feel like they go back and they're like, what's the storyline going to be? And somehow it was decided that Olajuwon's childhood, parents, how he was raised, isn't going to be a topic of discussion. Yeah, that in itself is a choice. I think like Dr. Viviana tried to dig in the last time, but even that just kind of glossed over it. Because they've asked pointedly, where do these notions come from? I think he said it's deep within him or something. I don't know. What was that mean? It was kind of cricket. <laughs> I was waiting. I, maybe it was because the answer I was expecting is like something in your upbringing told you that this is the way it's supposed to be. Something you saw on TV. I don't know. But he didn't really come with any of that. He's just like, no, it's just the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> That's yeah. who. Yeah. Well, that was it for before we go into the episode this week. We wanted to give a shout out for the third time and hope this goes live to air to our listener, Where Did My Lambo Go? Who gets a Manny Petty every two weeks. And every two weeks, she's, and when she gets a Manny Petty, she listens to us and she gives us a shout out. And 
we were hoping, we weren't sure if this was going to fall within the week. She gave us a shout out this week on social media. So that means that it was this week. So we kind of missed it, but still shout out. Thank you for always listening to us when you get your mani-pedi and we hope you enjoyed it this week. And thank you. Thank you. And I admire your commitment to every two weeks. <laughs> I wish that I could have that resolve to, to take care of myself the way you do. Hashtag self-care. Well done. <laughs> Okay. Well, guys, what we're going to do, it's not going to be the usual episode. Again, we tried multiple times. We're just going to do like a quick, you know, round robbing summary of the couples. All right. For our first couple, let's do Stephen Noy. <laughs> yeah, we might as well start with the uneventful. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen Noy, Steve had a chat with his brother, Jeff, and he mentions that she talks to her friends during conflict which I found a little bit bad because he used friends plural. You know, I didn't think of it that way. I just thought he was referring to the Instagram post as her talking to her friends because, I mean, it seems like social media is the way, is the channel of discussion these days. (laughs) So I just took it as her putting it on Instagram is what he was referring to as talking to her friends, but who knows? And I took it as she's like, go into the committee. I feel like every, I hope everybody has a committee every time she gets into a fight with him. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> Noi meets up with her friend, Sammy. What did you think of Sammy? I thought she was a hater. I'm half kidding guys. I just thought she was a hater because, you know, Noi had told her that she, that the marriage is going well and it's 80% great. And then she was very eager. I was like, so what about the 20%? So that and telling her that I know we're romantics, but love is not everything and make sure you don't, you know, build him up. I'm like, what a hater, but I'm half kidding. So then Stephen Noy for their anniversary, everybody was doing their one month. Stephen Noy went on their anniversary date and they did like a tour of Boston. Yeah. We didn't know that Noy was kind of new to Boston and pretty new too, almost two years. So, I mean, it was cute because they were exchanging there by the water. They're exchanging gifts. And Steve gets a gift for sushi. It was like a leopard print, I don't know, outfit, coat thing. And she's like, okay, that's cute. Then he tells Noe that he got her a leopard print dress because he looked in her closet and didn't see one. And we're like, Steve, there's a reason you didn't see one. I don't think it's her style. But to complete the trifecta. He said he also ordered a button down so that they could do a family picture. That was so cute. And we're convinced they're saying yes. So Steve has to share this picture with us. Cause I for one want to see this <laughs> when this is all over and done with. I just love the idea that she's going to wear this leopard print dress for the picture and never again. Cause it's really <laughs> not her style. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I think the downside to Steve annoyed this episode was like, they talked a lot about these finances thing. And I think we're just like, what are we missing? So this is my understanding aid. Steve has money. Steve is fine for now. Steve is pulling his weight. He just doesn't want to go look for a job right now, but if need be, he will look for a job. Is that your understanding too? It is my understanding up to a point, but I think the part that we're missing is He's like, I will get a job if I need to. But I, I maybe it's the type A in me. I'm like, well, if you're going to take a break, is there an end date on this break? And his end date on this break is very floaty. 
I think Noy's afraid he's never going to get a real job again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they have a point. They both, they're both valid. He's just looking for a break and, you know, nine to five can wear you down. <laughs> and then when you get a taste of the freedom, five months, go into nature, it's kind of addictive. But I think it's, it should be a little comforting that he has multiple streams of income and he's a freelancer. And even that freelancing, I don't know if he's still freelancing right now or taking a break from everything um, completely. But I think that's the downside of just meeting someone and not really knowing what their intentions are or how they work. So you've only known them for a month, but I still think they're going to be fine. <laughs> I think they're going to be fine too. And I thought it was very funny on the boat when they played the dramatic music, when they were talking about money again, but it was such a calm, non-adversarial discussion, but they put yeah. the music on and I was like, why are you trying to fool me? They're fine. I know they had nothing. Cause they were just like, she was just like, okay. And then they went to commercial. So, um, there was nothing there. <laughs> um, the only thing I wanted to mention was when they went to commercial was talking about married at first sight, Australia, which is going to premiere on lifetime on the 30th. Guys, I'm watching it real time. It's about to wrap up. I encourage you to watch it. It's completely different and it's more entertaining. Every season, they're horrible people and every season they cheat on each other, but just go watch. I do not agree that Married at First Sight Australia is more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I watched half a season once. I was like, these. first off, there's too many episodes in my opinion. <laughs> Even they cut it down a lot for American TV, but I still think there's too many episodes. Um, <laughs> then there's too many people. I can't even learn all these people's names. It takes forever. <laughs> then they don't like there's if you're a romantic, you can't watch Married at First Sight Australia because these couples really don't last. Yeah. In the many seasons, there's only been two or three that are still together. I think the thing also that they never mention is it's not a legally binding marriage. So it's usually easier for them to abandon ship and look at each other's partners. Um, they're also mostly just there for social media. A lot of the couples right after the season ends, more than likely 80% have a makeover. Someone's either having a tummy tuck or lip fillers or plastic surgery. It's like, it's just completely different. The other thing is, the things I like is that they interact a lot. There's a dinner party every week. There's a commitment ceremony every week. And you have to decide if you want to stay or leave. And as long as somebody writes stay, you have to stay, which seems kind of cruel <laughs> because in one of the seasons where one person was cheating, she just kept writing stay so she could cheat with another husband. And the poor guy was so frustrated because she's like, I hate you and I just want to go. So I find it entertaining anyways. But yeah, I recommend it. <laughs> They also, I will say this, their weddings, the one season I watched were really beautiful and they were in all these different places um, that they had that going for them. Yeah. If you're on our Patreon, we did, when Aid was able to stomach a few episodes, we did do a bonus episode. So if you want to get a full picture of how it works, how it's different, what we like, what we didn't at the time, um, you can check it out. I, I apologize that I don't have the exact um, episode number, but it, you can find it on our Patreon. Next up, Jasmina and Michael. All right. They Jasmina had a good episode. And Michael, they did. They really did. It just had you asking the entire time, why can't you make it work? 
And every time we ask that question in social media, people respond with Jasmine is the reason they can't make it work. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. They had a good anniversary. Michael mm-hmm. really blew stepped it out of the, stepped it up, blew it out of the ballpark with breakfast. Took her to the place where they got married and they rewrote their vows. When he told her that she had to rewrite her vows, I was scared based on last week. <laughs> I was like, journaling, rewriting vows, those activities are very similar. But she was happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what made this week work with them. I find that I am a little scared of Jasmina because I don't know what her reactions are going to be to anything. Because just like you said... I didn't think that telling someone to journal was a dangerous thing to ask, but it was. <laughs> she grew up. Um, so I didn't know how she was going to receive all of what Michael was going to do for her, but she received everything so well that it was nice to see. It gave me hope. But aid, it's the hope that kills. Yeah, I mean, they've been, they were my number one couple in the beginning and they have just been up and I mean, mainly down, to be honest. (laughs) They talk about how their wedding day was their best day. And then their second wedding day was apparently their best day. I don't know. It always makes me nervous. People are like, we're starting fresh. If you start fresh too much on Married at First Sight, you're going nowhere. Yeah, I think my concern for them is, listen, this date was everything. Jasmina looked amazing, uh, I might add. Um, And everything was good. The vibe was good. They were having a good time. But you have all this, and if you can't even give a peck on the lips, a little PDA or something, how do you get to that romantic thing that's missing in there? And Michael even said it when his friend came over, like, if she's not feeling anything with everything I'm going to plan out for her, I don't know. I have nothing else to give. So that's my concern is if they're ever going to get to that romantic angle of their relationship it's a huge missing part i'm there oh, they would be so much further along but you know they're giving each other looks <laughs> <laughs> yes they did when he lit the candle i was like he's looking at her like he wants to ravish her maybe those looks will lead somewhere hmm. they got one month left we'll see <laughs> next up is mark and Lindsay. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so with Mark and Lindsay, it's funny, their round robbing <laughs> was hilarious to me. I usually ignore all that, but I couldn't help myself. I had to rewind back when I saw them. They're like in bed and she's like cuddling up to him and he's like so stiff, just looking like, why is she on me? I don't want this right now. And he looked like he's like scared. This is like the at least the second or third time where they've done this like being in bed thing. And we get it. Like they're not really in bed at the time they say they're in bed. <laughs> but you like Lindsay is fine. Most people are fine. There's something about Mark that he is so uncomfortable when he's laying in bed with Lindsay with a camera in his face. Yeah. It actually makes me wonder when the cameras aren't there, are they ever in bed together? Are they sleeping in separate rooms? Um I don't think Lindsay would let him. Here's Mark's life right now. Mark is trying whatever is going to bring him the least turbulence right now. If he has to stay in the same bed, he's staying in the same bed. But I think if he had a preference, he would want to be in separate rooms, but it's not worth the fight because she would have brought it up right by now. So, <laughs> yeah. And but um, 
poor Mark. No, poor Mark, really, because when it rains, it pours. Because he tells us that um, work has advised him to come back to work when filming is over. And we're like, what does that even mean? Like, how is filming affecting his job? Like, he's in sales. And with sales, you have to put in the hours. And I think that he couldn't put in the hours because he was filming. But I also think it's a very interesting way to fire someone to say, just come back after filming is over. Because when he (laughs) went home to Lindsay, he didn't say, oh, they told me to come back after filming is over. He's like, I I don't have a job. (laughs) I mean, yeah, because that was my guess. I was like, that's such a weird thing. So to me, I think he got fired. But on the bright side, shout out to our listener at You're Doing Great who let us know that her co-workers spotted Mark at a Chick-fil-A in South Shore. So it sucks if he didn't get his job back, but even if he did, good for him that he found something else. So, I mean, I guess he's okay. Unfortunately, or it's all on your perspective. He comes mm-hmm. back home to Lindsay. He's like, oh, I don't have a job anymore. She immediately starts with her. You, I think a lot of people might have heard this as kindness, but not with Lindsay. she's like oh you know whenever someone loses a job and they're not and you care about them you want to say like you know you don't have to take any job you know if we're fine financially you can look for the right thing you don't have to take the first thing you're offered but this is Lindsay, so i heard it and i was like oh my god why is she trying to control this poor man (laughs) i mean it sounded nice but you have to look at the intent behind that. She's like, I'd rather you find a job that makes you happy and it's the right job than find a job for job's sake. And he's trying to tell her what he wants, but like you said, she makes it about her somehow. Some and she way. manages to get upset with him somehow when he's like, I want to get a job. How do you get upset with someone who says, I am a grown up and I want to get a job? Well, A, because he's not taking the time off for when the kids come, you know. (laughs) What kids, Lindsay? (laughs) Like, I just, it was so out there to say when the kids come, you're not going to get this time off, so enjoy it. This man just lost his house, his, you know, standing mom, and he had bed bugs, and now he just lost his job, and you're talking about kids, and you're not even in a good space. I think that's the key of it all for me. So I don't know how he's supposed to relate. And he tells her as much saying like, what I want to do right now is work. And he's like, all I'm hearing is you can't worry about the kids. You can't worry about our marriage. You don't want to get to know me that you just want to worry about getting a job. And I'm like, "Mm, sounds reasonable. Very reasonable. (laughs) So I don't know, but you know, Upon all this, we you may have heard, like we all have heard, Lindsay just wants to be valued and seen and appreciated. And Mark resolves, like, you know, this is going to be the time that I'm going to do this. And if you were playing the game, how are you going to fit Alyssa and Chris into this episode? Well, you're in luck because we see Mark and Chris shopping at a plant store. A very fancy plant store. It was. That was Um, no Garden Ridge. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Um, And then we see something called an Equitarium. I'm saying this because that was the first time I've ever heard or seen one. I am not a plant mom and I know nothing about these things, but it was very cool. I love those Equitarium. I have no plants, but I kind of want an (laughs) Equitarium. Yeah. 
So he gets a gift. They have like little crystals, you know, which is Lindsay's jam that you put in there. I think it was funny how Chris read out the one for libido and Mark was like, nope, she's fine right there. She doesn't need that. That was really funny. Poor guy. Um, yeah. So then they try to go on their trip and Lindsay's being Lindsay trying to play with the GPS and all that stuff. And it's like a nice, a nice place. Right, For camping, it's very, very nice. It's got a fire pit. It's got a pizza oven. Um, it has a culturally appropriated teepee. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't call it that nice. It's still camping, but it's upper end, mid range. I think it was nice. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> it was very nice. <laughs> If you're outdoors, I'm like, where's the toilet? Where's the shower? They just didn't film it. <laughs> Sorry, say that again? They just didn't film it. Okay. Where Which was? means that it was too far away um, to be a very, very nice campsite. So all of the couples got gift baskets um, that had their vows in a plaque, a very, very thick plaque. At first I thought it was nice, but by the time we were on like the third or fourth couple, I was like, this doesn't actually look that great. But they all seem to like it. So they look at their album. She is, I, I enjoyed watching all the couples look at their albums because we have seen it. <laughs> we have seen the video. They have not seen it. So they're looking through their pictures and for the most, everybody was like, oh, we look good. Um, and Lindsay and Mark were like that too. And they also had some great facial expressions captured of when they first saw each other. <laughs> Um, they talk about building their relationship and she says they're in a good place. I don't know what a good place means. Cause I don't think they're in a good place. Um, I always think the experts pick the couple who is in the worst shape to watch their wedding video. And that was Mark and Lindsay this week. That is very interesting. So then I have a question for you, not to put you on the spot where we are right now, rank the couples from best place to worst place right now. Okay. Best, Stephen Noy. Okay. Second is Katina and Olajuwon. Oh, sorry. Oh. I did it wrong. <laughs> Second is Michael and Jasmina. Okay. Third is Lindsay and Mark. And fourth is Katina and Olajuwon. I know that mine don't... I bet the experts would put Katina and Olajuwon first or second. Okay. Um... So, okay, based on your list, my question for you is why would you rank Jasmina and Michael over Lindsay and Mark seeing as they don't have that romantic, like, it just seems like they've been fighting the entire time. It's just because they're cute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, <laughs> It's partly because they have cute moments, which Lindsay and Mark don't have cute moments anymore. Yeah. And even when they have things that might look like cute moments, underneath it all, Mark hates Lindsay. Yes. So... <laughs> Okay. Okay, that's fair. Thanks for indulging me. <laughs> so even as they watch their wedding video afterwards, you know, Mark gets very emotional. And I, Lindsay took that to, me, to mean a sign of his commitment or his feelings for her. I took it to Mark is a people pleaser who understands that he's going to unpeople please Lindsay at the end of this experiment. <laughs> this man is crying for his aftermath's life. 
Like, I don't have a house. What am I going to do? I'm going to hurt this lady too. I don't have a job too. So that's where the tears came from. It wasn't deep feeling for I, I felt bad because I could understand if I was Lindsay and someone was getting that emotional about watching our wedding video, I would take that to mean they have deep feelings for me. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He's He's scared of her. And he wants to get away from her, but he can't. Or he won't. He can't. He doesn't have a lease. I'm just kidding, guys. I, I didn't stop saying that. But I feel like it's very obvious that his feelings for Lindsay died. Because, you know, I thought it came later. But later on, he mentioned something about how on the wedding day, he was already not at ease. So it seems like he was just never fully in from the beginning. I just thought it was always later, but it seems like from day one, he wasn't in. Yeah, but it's interesting because even on After Party when he was on, he's like, the first time we had sex, it was so emotional. It was so deep. So he was into her up until the end of the, at least the wedding day. Um, Okay. I don't know. I, I, I like, I think, bef- I think before you've said the bus ride is what killed him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that's actually more, I think that's more it. Yeah. But Mark is confusing. Like, it's just hard to draw the line between what's his actual feeling and what's his people pleasing, good guy, I don't like conflict personality is. So, yeah. So next up is my least favorites, Katina and Olajuwon. She cooked breakfast. That's how the thing started. The breakfast eggs were an abomination of eggs. I think I was just irritated that we are starting yet another episode with Katina in the kitchen. Like every episode she has been in the kitchen or a grocery store. And this is what we have reduced her to. And it's annoying. Very, very annoying. I think that she should be bashing his head in with the pot, not using the pot to cook for him. So yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sit well with me to watch her cook. Yeah. For for their one month, they do their basket opening at their apartment with the ugly plaque. <laughs> and then they go on a gondola ride that was planned by Katina. Neither Katina nor Lajuan can say gondola. <laughs> Well, sorry, to go back to her planning it, again, that irked me. Because again, I know she wanted to plan it, but I feel like at this point she deserves romance and especially for all the things that he has put her through. And then it just, you know, again, we asked the question, for all the things that Olajuwon wants Katina to be, for all the things he wants her to meet for the standard, what has Olajuwon done for Katina? Every day we ask. Because he seems to think he has given her the world. Maybe he thinks he is the world. But I I would love to know, what are his actions that make him think that he can demand that she change herself to accommodate what his vision of a wife should be? What is he doing to earn that? But, you know, it reminds me of something a friend said about the whole Olajuwon treatment of Katina, that she wonders if Katina feels that pressure to prove to him that, you know, since this is his first serious relationship with a black woman to prove and represent that, you know, black women are worthy and this is what you've been missing out with not dating, you know, a black woman. What do you think about that? 
I, I'm, I would really hope that that isn't the case. It could be, but I hope it isn't. I wish she would go back to her friend who would tell her, don't you dare even think about entertaining that. Because once again, it's like, why is she supposed to be some sort of ideal? Yeah. You mm. can, she should just be able to be herself. And if he doesn't like this black woman and he doesn't want to date one again, that's his problem. That is his problem. Which just reminded me, she did say Olajuwon was a safe space. Oh my God. Her definition of safety and mine is not the same. No, it's not. So they go on the gondola ride. I'm sorry, I, eight. Gondula. Gondula. Sorry, yes. gondula ride. Gondula. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> is effervescent in his joy to go on a gondola ride. Katina says that she has been to Venice and been on a real gondola. Tane, have you been to Venice? <laughs> no, I haven't. Have you been to Las Vegas? No, I, well, I've been to Vegas, yes. But you didn't do the gondola ride when you went to Las Vegas. No, I did not. <laughs> I have done it twice. It's a very nice little thing to do. I, I remember it cost only $13. Not bad at all to go on a gondola ride. <laughs> I hope this Boston one was more expensive than that. Inflation and all. I'll put it on my bucket list. Gond- gondola ride in Boston. I'm just... <laughs> so, because it's the one month, everybody needs to go to dinner together? Um, I don't know. I have a lot of couples dinners in my head, but I can't remember if it's the one month. I was surprised that they put them on a party bus together because we really haven't seen much of that before. But I guess because something happened on the bus, they had to show us all of them getting on the bus. Yeah, I do feel we have seen it. Do you mean to dinner or just in general? To dinner, like to a mid-season dinner. Okay. Yeah, that's true because the season of Atlanta, you know, Eric and Virginia kept coming late. So yes, on, by themselves. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dr. Pepper says it's important to offer advice and support to those who need it. Um, that's her prepar- preparation for us watching them go to dinner. Katina says that she, you know, wants to see if there's any tea, any drama. Dangerous words. <laughs> they sit down to dinner they cheer to still being married noi wishes everybody a happy one month there's a discussion about how everybody feels about their partner i always find these discussions to be pretty uncomfortable like why do you want to excavate your relationship with these people but they don't seem to hate it doing it as much as i don't enjoy watching it well, for me, it's just another reason, 552, why I think that they should keep the couple separate. Because I just think, like, you talk about things and then you bring up something that you might not have thought about. Um, this is also where Mark tells Lindsay to stop touching him. <laughs> <laughs> the, the centerpiece of dinner, besides everybody talking about their communication styles, their fighting styles, and getting affirmation, was... Olajuwon taking this dinner to say that Katina had done something that made him question his whole marriage, where Katina is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Everybody kind of calls him out a little bit. Jasmina calls him out for initiating this discussion in front of the group. Katina calls him out in front of the group for initiating the discussion in front of the group. I don't know what his intention was for doing that. And I think a lot of what Olajuwon does, that's what I always wonder about. What is your intention? My answer to that question is always he wants to break her down. He wants to embarrass and humiliate her because for the life of me, I don't know why 
like what is the thought process that brought you to this destination and you were like you know what this is the best way to handle this because they were fine like i was watching that they were holding hands they were okay and looking at each other lovey-dovey except the part where when she's speaking it kind of feels like she's looking at him for approval to make sure she's saying the right thing and then they ask him well how are you guys doing and then all of a sudden you bring up the friend chemistry marriage chemistry and then it's like a 180 from what we were seeing earlier. My expectation for a larger one is that he's always going to move the goalposts. So because they had a good day, they had fun, or maybe, I don't know if that was still the same day, but they had a good moment with their one month anniversary. And so if they ever have anything good, my next expectation is that a larger one is going to do something to make things bad again. Because if you can really keep someone off kilter, if you keep that up and down cycle going. Yeah. Like, so it goes back to control, but it's like she should earn her love or something. Like, he's the prize. So, because at this point, she's already doing everything she can to prove that she's worthy of him, for lack of a better word. And it's like, I give it to you, I take it back, and this is what I could be doing better. And it's just, there's something ugly about it. It's gross. He's gross. And I don't like him. So... All the couples are asked their opinion on the the mystery argument. Um, it was kind of funny because Jasmina and Michael disagreed and you could feel the tension between them about this disagreement because Michael tried to both sides it. I was like, there are no both sides here. Yeah. You better there call out your friends. <laughs> there are none, but not that is an excuse. We find out, you know, an after party that at this point, Michael knew what the situation was which makes a larger one look even worse. If you had time to download your friend about it, you didn't have the decency to pull your wife aside and have a conversation, something that the cameras would be more than happy to capture. So what, what again, what was your thought process? The most annoying thing about the group discussion of, of Katina and a larger one's mystery, why he doesn't think she might be worthy anymore, was that idiot Lindsay deciding to... I'm I am not I'm sure she thought that it was like uh I don't know how to describe it familiar colloquial uh yeah. but decides to refer to her as a bitch twice telling a larger one that she knows that he loves this bitch or something like that Yeah Katina and Lindsay are not friends I think no. that's been well established even if you are friends, have you gone to a level of friendship where you've determined whether or not it's cool for you to call me a bitch? Yep. They're definitely not there. Nope. Absolutely not. It was uncomfortable. Because what are you doing? Like, make your point without... It's in the same family as the black scent that we complain about that she uses on After Party. And it's like, why are you... Dis why simply... Just use your words and say, I know you'd rather die for your wife or I know you'd rather die for Katina. Why are you... I know you'd rather die for this bitch and this bitch. Like, girl, what? You sound really stupid. <laughs> Lindsay, not you. <laughs> <laughs> like you said in our other two recordings, like she never used that for Alyssa or for any other white girl. Like, why do you feel the need to use it with the black girl? She has a name and you can refer to her as, as his wife. It was just so uncomfortable and unnecessary. And then the the best part, though, was Katina not addressing that. I think she was looking at, you know, what is, what is my best move right now? This idiot <laughs> sitting beside me or this dumb girl right across from me. I'm going to just, <laughs> just let it be. I'm going to let this one slide because... <laughs> 
as you know, Katina decided that she'd had enough and she was ready to go home. I can't believe that this dingbat still extended his arm out to her as they were walking out. Like what? Like, do you not know that you just dropped a bomb right now? She looked at his arm as if she would rather take a meat cleaver to it than put her <laughs> hand anywhere near it. <laughs> that is what she should do. Cause that was ridiculous. Just acting like nothing just happened. But when I see Katina do those things, it makes me happy. That is, to me, a sign of resistance. And I might be reading too much into it, but that's the way I look at it. Yeah. So then they go home. And it comes out that the reason why Olajuwon is acting like a fool is because he looked through her phone during the bus ride. Why was he looking through her phone? Um... And he found a dating app, which she immediately said, I didn't know it was there, haven't used it, don't have a profile. Uh, It was so immediate, her like very logical explanation. But he chose, as usual, to just be a fool. He's screaming, he's yelling. My, my, um, my favorite part was where he was like, if it was your friend, if it was me. And then she responds to his questions and he starts yelling her about using hypotheticals. The hypotheticals he came up with. He yelled at her for using them. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable to watch because, okay, you know, I'll give him this. It's uncomfortable. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't expect him to feel all good that he saw a dating app and, I, it's okay for you to feel some type of way. What is not okay is it is not okay to talk to anyone, to yell at anyone, least of all your wife, the way that he does. He is too comfortable doing that to her on camera because there are two aspects. You're disrespecting her and then you're disrespecting her in front of like, what's the ratings? Millions of people? 1.2, so- 1.3 an episode? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, why are you even doing that? And like you rightfully asked, why were you going through her phone? My question was, do you think he really needed to use her phone or no. he wanted to look through her phone and find something? He wanted to look through her phone and find something. Um, on that note, something I saw online was, is this an editing thing? Because they do show us a camera, like a bus cam of him going through the phone and the phone that he allegedly looks through is a white phone. So that may not have been her phone, but did we see her hand over the phone to him? No, I don't think we did. Okay. So he might've been scrolling through his phone and the editors decided to use that as the footage because she was drinking (laughs) because that phone was white. And then when they go home and she, he says, give me your phone. We haven't talked about how that's not okay. How do you just walk up to someone and say, give me your phone or let me look at your phone? Like act respectful, ask respectfully, but he hands it. Yeah. She asked it over to him. She hands it over to him. And this time the phone case is black. So if her phone is black, then that was not the phone that he was looking through on the bus. But again, maps editing, not exactly, you know, a great relationship there. So, so he's in her face talking about you are a stranger i have put my he's put his faith into a woman he does not know he's putting his heart into this woman he keeps on talking about himself in the third person which i was not a fan of 
He deleted everything that makes her question who he is as a person. That whole statement to me is such nonsense. (laughs) And then he yells at her for rolling her eyes, which I, she can roll her eyes if she wants to, especially when you're acting like a fool and yelling in her face. Yeah. So the interesting part about Katina is she starts yelling, not at him, but at the crew (laughs) that they better take this mic off of her. Or they'll see the re- real Katina. <laughs> Which begs the question, does Katina do her own yelling back when the cameras aren't there? My answer is probably yes. On After Party, Olajuwon said that, you know, she dishes it back. I just think she doesn't want to, you know, act a fool on camera. So, yeah, my answer is yes. But who always starts the yelling? It has to be Olajuwon, because I've never seen her talk disrespectfully to him. And that's why I'm, I'm not inclined to... I think when pe- when some of these points are made, oh, she dishes it back. Why should your wife have to yell back at you because you yelled at her? Yeah. Yeah. So we end the episode with Olajuwon saying, if you want to be out there looking for yourself, then you don't need to be married on first sight. I just... I'm just over this whole thing. I think... You know, the the last point or the overall thing is for you and I, when we watch it, we know that it's a show. And, you know, the last few seasons have had these um, toxic men, I'll say. You know, Mm -hmm. we had the Chris, we had the Johnny, and it's just a show to us. But on on the other side, it's thinking that for some people, this might be triggering. Again, not saying that any of these men are abusive or anything. I'm just saying like they're toxic because they disrespected their partners when they were on the show. And it's just wondering how their viewing of the show would be different. And it begs the question, when should the experts step in? I almost get tired of asking the questions. I don't have expectations for the experts anymore. They never meet them. Yeah. I know they never do. It's just, I just think for me, it's just like, where do we draw the line on the way these men decide to treat their wives? Because again, I don't have that trauma, but it's so uncomfortable for me to watch. Like, he just goes on a hundred, just yelling (laughs) all the time. And as we see in the preview for next week, we see her in tears just saying you know i'm a human being and it has to wear down on you and i just remember Paige, and that was just a lot to take in so it's just i don't know yeah i always hope maybe because i'm just an optimist or whatever that if someone is watching this and this is their life and they see how everybody reacts so negative negatively to this type of relationship dynamics Mm -hmm. that they think to themselves hmm what situation am i in and is it a good one for me yeah that's my hope that's the only silver lining i can see from like watching people be treated like shit on television yeah that's the hope but yeah yeah that's uh i think that about sums up our thoughts so tame who has your bouquet this week 
my bouquet goes to Mike and Jasmina. It was just cutesy, cutesy galore. It was great. He, She was picking up what he was putting down. Of course, they didn't have the PDA, but you know what? Baby steps and hoping that they, they only go up from here. I say that as a question mark because with them, you don't know. So you don't know <laughs> who has yours. Um, Michael and Jasmina, probably more Michael because he really put in that effort with that breakfast. It looked beautiful and it made her so happy. <laughs> who has your burnt ashes? You don't even have to ask a larger one, a larger one, a larger one, but he's getting to the point where he might be on the Lissa level if he continues to be an ass, I'm not even going to dignify him with my ashes anymore. And I'll just move on from that. Okay. Um, I have Lindsay um, for telling this poor man to not get a job because of her <laughs> own selfish reasons. And for her, this bitch, whatever, from the dinner. S- stop it. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> you guys that's it for this week you can find Tane with nana on the rewatch podcast where they are rewatching sex in the city they are done with four seasons so you can go all the way back to the beginning and watch them recap season one through four of sex in the city and season five will be coming soon yes soon you can find us on instagram and twitter at alter call mafs (laughs) a-l-t-a-r-c-a-l-l-m-a-f-s um when our technology fails us and we're not going to have an episode, that is where you will find the news. <laughs> <laughs> we love hearing from you guys on social media. Tag us in your stories. Leave us comments. If you post anything of interest, it may end up in the episode. Yes. And thank you for listening and supporting us. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. And We will catch you next time. Don't forget that there's not a new episode because there's no new episode on Lifetime. There's just going to be the journey so far, which we are going to recap and have on our Patreon. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.